And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. This is the word of the Lord. We're going to show a little bit of the Lion King. So just watch the screen for a moment. Is it really you? Who are you? It's me, Simba. Simba? Timon and Pumbaa realize for the first time that Simba is actually the king. And then that means Pumbaa is now graveling, or rather groveling, on the ground, basically worshipping the king. God is worthy of our praise. He's so much more worthy of our praise than Simba is. Simba's just a king of, uh, of part of Africa, whereas God is Lord of the universe. He is the creator. He's the sustainer. He's the redeemer. He's the restorer. He is powerful, omnipotent, healer. He's off the scale. He's ever-present. He's kind. He's savior. He's gracious. He's faithful. He's spirit. He is bountiful. He's compassionate, everlasting, amazing, wise, father. God is off the scale. This is the God whom we worship. He is worthy. He is all of these things. He's done all of these things. And right at the start of Exodus 20, God has rescued his people from slavery in Egypt. He's brought them. He's bringing them into the promised land. He's brought them through the Red Sea. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I've rescued you. I have rescued you. And Romans 12, verse 1, says this, In view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, 
God had rescued his people, the Israelites, from slavery in Egypt. God has rescued us through the death of his son, Jesus Christ, out of slavery to sin and brought us into the freedom of life with him. God has said, as it were, come and enjoy the game of tennis. Come and enjoy life in my kingdom. It's going to be full of fun. It's going to be full of joy. It's going to be life in all its fullness. Come and enjoy this game. I've taken you out of there where you couldn't even play the game and you have brought you onto the court. Have a look at it. It's quite a nice court. It took me some time. I would like to say it's to scale. It's not quite to scale. Jack, do you want a game? Can you not do overhead? Um, uh, yeah. No. Okay. There we go. Yes. Oh, feel free to cheer for us. Oh. Oh. Backhand. Backhand. Thank you. Ah. That was. That. Thanks very much, Jack. If anyone wants to play at the end, that's okay. God said, come on, enjoy the game. I have brought you, I've rescued you, and I've brought you into this place where you can enjoy the game. No longer do you have to sit outside and go, oh, I wish life was just a bit better. You can enjoy life with God, life in God's kingdom, in all its fullness. God is worthy of our praise. God is worthy. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to sing a couple of songs, if that's all right, Kevin. Sorry that these two side screens aren't working. Uh, if you uh, point at the uh, front screen, that should be okay. Great. But let's stand and let's worship the God who is worthy. Let's stand and sing together. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments." You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. God is worthy. We're still writing. And we could be writing all day. Feel free, adults, by the way, to come and, and put more words on there. God is worthy, so we worship. Did you notice how, uh, how this passage is put together? God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I am worthy. You shall have no other gods before me. I am worthy, so this is how you are to worship me. This is how you are to give me my worth. This is how you are to live out your lives. Worship is like worth-ship. We're giving God his worth. It's not just about singing. It's also about the way we live our lives. So this is why in Exodus chapter 20, God says, this is who I am, this is what I've done, therefore this is how you should be. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image of anything. Uh, 
You know, you shall not murder, you shall not steal. All of those things flow out of who God is and what he's done. So we celebrate the God who has done these things, who, who is this powerful, almighty, gracious one. God is worthy, so we worship. As Paul writes in Romans 12, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God is worthy, so we worship. God has brought us into his kingdom, the tennis court, if you like, and says, do you know what? If you to enjoy the game, play within the rules. Don't just take your uh, tennis racket and hit the opponent with it. Tempting though that is, don't do it. That is going to spoil the game. It's going to spoil the game for everyone. Play within the boundaries. You know, you can run all the way around with your tennis ball and go, ah, I won. But that's not tennis, is it? We are called to play within the boundaries of the game of tennis. And God calls us as people who worship him to play within the boundaries that he set. Not to make it more difficult for us, not so that he can catch us out and go, ha ha, that's not tennis, is it? But so that we can enjoy the game. We can enjoy the game with him. We can enjoy the game with one another. God calls us to play the game within the parameters, within the boundaries that he has set. Otherwise, it's not tennis. So I wonder how we could worship God today. If God is worthy of all our worship, how we could give him his worth. What would tennis look like if we played tennis to celebrate God, to give God his worth? What would football look like to celebrate God, to give him his worth? What would singing look like to celebrate God, to give God his worth? What would working look like to celebrate God, to give God his worth? What would revising look like to celebrate God, to give him his worth? What would doing your homework look like to celebrate God, to give God his worth? What would shopping look like to celebrate God, to give God his worth? Do you know what? I remember 2012, we were on holiday in France when the Olympics started in London. Then we came back and we discovered something had happened in all the shops that we visited. People were being nice to each other. Did anyone notice that in 2012? People started being nice to each other. People started to talk to you at the checkout. They didn't just go, there you are. People going, hello, how's your day? How are things going? But you know what? As Christians, celebrating God, giving God his worth, shopping should be different. If you're working behind the counter, that should be different. 
What does caring for your screaming baby look like as a Christian? As a worshiper of God? How can we celebrate God? How can we give God his worth even when the baby is screaming? What does giving look like to celebrate God, to give God his worth? What does serving look like to celebrate God, to give God his worth? What does talking to people at the end of this service look like? Celebrating God, giving God his worth. Why not turn to the person next to you for a moment? Maybe turn into groups of three or four. Have a think about something that you're doing this week that you could do to celebrate God, to give God his worth. What would that look like? Does that make sense? Go for it. And while you're having a chat, there is going to be some um, post-it notes coming down. Why not write on the post-it note what it is that you're going to do uh, for the glory of God this week? How are you going to give God his worth in what you're doing this week? And then just hold on to the post-it note, and I'll tell you what to do in a minute. Yeah, so write on the post-it note what you're going to be doing this week that you can offer as worship to God. So it might be working, it might be watching TV, it might be going on your computer, it might be singing, it might be dancing. What are you going to do this week in worship to God? Okay, does anyone need a pen? Wave your hand around if you haven't got a pen. Okay, if you've written something on your piece of paper, if you make eye contact with me in a sort of meaningful way, then I will know that you've done it. If you're still going, I'll think you're not finished yet. Ah, that's good. Meaningful eye contact. Excellent. Okay, we're still going over there. That's good. Unconditional. Good word. All right. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to stand to sing. As we are doing this, what I'd like us to do is go on a little journey together of worship. And we're going to go out this door, and then we're going to come in through this door. As you go, Emily Bellaby, um, who was going to be leading the service, but is poorly today, um, has painted some banners of words to describe God. So what I'd like us to do is head out through that door, past the banners, think about who God is, and there's a basket as you go along. Drop your uh, post-it note in the basket underneath those words to say to God, God, I'm going to give you worship this week in everything that I'm doing. Does that make sense? So we're going to head out through that door at some point during the next song, head in through that door. There's a basket on the way. Drop in the uh, post-it notes as you go. I'm just going to move this net slightly further apart, just in case anyone has a nasty accident. Jack was wondering, by the way, if this was because it was an all-age service, but he was way ahead of me. Great, so let's stand and let's pray as we uh, start to sing. Lord God, thank you for everything that you are. Thank you for your goodness, for your kindness, for your gentleness, for your power, for your majesty, for your glory, for your grace, 
Thank you for the wonder of, of creation and all that you've given us. Thank you for one another that you've given us the church to enjoy. Thank you that you've set boundaries and said, you know what, if you want to live best, this is how you're to live. Lord, thank you that you haven't left us on our own, but that you've given us your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the joy and the delight that he brings. Thank you for the freedom that we have in Christ. Thank you that we have been rescued from sin and brought into new life and life in all its fullness, life that is eternal. Thank you that you are here, that you're here in this church, but you're also in the world around us, that you are in our rooms when we're on our own, that you're in our workplaces, that you are in the shops, you are everywhere we go. Lord, may our lives this week be lived out to give you worship, to show the world how worthy you are. And Lord, as we offer what we're doing this week to you now, Help us to remember who you are and help us to remember this week to live lives that give you worship. Amen.